the true sign of fashion be to wear an eye patch or not? That be the question. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. It's the podcast all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and even under the gaming table. I'm talking tabletop games. It's me, Alan Girding, and this is episode 133. It's the Kublacon episode. <clears throat> I'm alone today. I'm pretty tired. I just got back from San Francisco, and now I'm in my home, Cleveland, Ohio. On this episode... We're going to do some interaction satisfaction. I found a pretty cool game called Relic Blade. I interviewed the creator, so you'll get to listen to that. And finally, we're going to knight some knaves. (laughs) I don't want to waste too much time, so without further ado, let's get this here show on the road. Howdy. It's time for interaction satisfaction. Shoot us your emails, your comments, or your questions. We'll do our best to answer them. Marsha Fasciana? Fas... Marsha Fascinia? Marsha writes in, and Marsha asks, Hey, Tuesday Night Crew, you guys go to a lot of cons. Any advice on how to pack and prepare for going to a gaming convention? (laughs) Great question, Marsha. I'm so glad you asked because I just had to do this myself when I flew over to San Francisco for Kublacan. What do you pack? Marsha, this sounds like a six-part question, and I'll tackle each one of these parts. I'm not sure which one is the most important, so these, they're not in any particular order. But if I was to choose the number one response, I would say number one, proper toiletries. Yeah, we do not want to contribute to the stereotype that gamers smell bad. So make sure you get your toothpaste, your toothbrush, deodorant please, shampoo, etc. And here's the other tip, don't just bring them, use them. Hmm, yeah, hygiene, it's a plus. Number two, I don't know your relationship status, but maybe some prophylactics. Whenever swimming in a pool of sharks, you have to remember, herpes are forever. Number three, always pack a spare set of underwear. You don't know when a fart may turn into a shark. I actually recommend bringing three spare pairs of underwear because sometimes it's a party in your pants and you weren't consciously invited. Here's number four. You want to pack as little as possible. So make sure you're not bringing games you don't need. They're going to be there. That's the beauty of a gaming convention. There's going to be more people looking for players than games you can pack in that you want to play. So I guess that leads me to number five. If you're really hard up to play a game that you really want, then pack in that game. If you're worried about damage to that game, (laughs) there's a couple little secrets to keeping that game undamaged, which leads me into number six. You have to pack food. 
What kind of food should you pack? <laughs> you go with the old trusted and true Soylent. You're sitting around and your tummy says, knock, knock, let's go get a bite to eat. Maybe some chicken fingers, maybe a few sliders. I don't know, maybe treat ourselves to a milkshake. We're partying, right? Let's fill up this tummy with some yummies. But the hotel prices are ridiculous. And maybe you're too far away from a place to get a nice meal that you'd actually want to sit down to enjoy. Plus again, you don't even want to leave the gaming table. You're on hour three of your Twilight Imperium game and you don't want to step away because the climax is finally happening. Bit bam boom, you bring a shaker, you bring pouches of Soylent, which is the total meal replacement. I've been on this stuff for years, trust me. It's fantastic. Here's the beautiful thing. Those Soylent pouches of food powder, those things are soft, cushiony, even pillowy. They work as great packing materials. I usually just put them around the corners of my boxes. Keeps it all together. Say goodbye to dings and dents, messed up boxes, and say hello to a nice full tummy without interruptions. Soylent, it's everything you need, especially at a game convention. Mm-mm-mm. But let's go back to number four, shall we? Why do you want to pack as little as possible? Because I can guarantee you're probably gonna see some things that you're gonna want. If you're a gamer geek like I am, you're gonna say, Oh, I, I didn't play that game before. I really want it. I'm gonna buy it. You're gonna have exhibit halls where you go and someone's gonna peddle their wares and you're gonna see a shirt or a game or something that you're gonna love and you want to have that luggage space. Come to a gaming convention with an empty suitcase? Leave with it full of fun, fantastic games. Hope that answers your question, Marsha. F, thank you for writing in via email, podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. KubelCon's a great time. It's definitely a game-heavy convention. They have an exhibit hall, and it's smaller. But I did go into the exhibit hall. If you want to listen to more of the exhibitors, check out last year's episode about KubelCon. But I did find one person in particular that was exhibiting this year that I didn't notice last year. So I stopped by their booth and I talked to Sean. Take a listen. I'm at Kubla Khan and I'm with, what's your name, sir? Sean Sutter. Sean Sutter. Why are you here at Kubla Khan? Well, I make a game called Relic Blade. It's a fantasy skirmish miniatures game. It's kind of like D&D meets Warhammer or something like that where you command a whole party of heroes or monsters and you battle your friends over treasure and magic items. So it's a lot of fun. So let me explain really quick what drew me over to your booth. First of all, gorgeous miniatures. There's, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call them action cards, but the playing cards that go with them has incredible art. And so I came up to you and I asked you one simple question. Do you remember what question I asked when I first walked up once? Yeah, you said, who, who does the art? And I said... I do. And I said, who does your sculpting? Uh, and I also do that. Like, what? So you do everything in here. With, what's the one exception that you don't do, what I'm looking at right here? Uh, I hire someone else to do the 3D printing and the mold making and casting. So that's stuff I don't do. I do everything from design the packaging and website and actually putting the models in packages and 
conceptualizing everything. When did this start? How long ago did you come up with Relic Blade? I started doing it full-time in June of 2015, so I've been at it for almost three years. What is the quick elevator pitch for Relic Blade? Imagine you're on an elevator and you've got one minute to basically hook someone, not a second more than one minute. It's a long elevator, you get a whole minute. But in this, I hope you explain what's different between this and any other tabletop skirmish mini game that we would see. Yeah, so I've been, thankfully I've been doing this all weekend, but no elevators. Going up? Yeah. Ding! Oh, no. oh boy, all right, so... Uh, it's it's fantasy skirmish, four to six models per side, half hour to play. On a, you play on a two by two. You've got a party of heroes or a warband of monsters. It's very dynamic play. The enjoyment is all in the choice, so you have a lot of control over the minutia of your characters. There's also lots of skills and upgrades and weapons and items, so you, you can specialize your characters a bunch of different ways. So there's a lot of fun engagement of your gamer brain without being overly complicated, without taking too long and without taking too many models. So for those of us that kind of had to drop out of the hobby of big war games, this is a great way to be able to actually get in games over like one beer and have a lot of fun. Dang, nice work. Like I said, what stands out the most is how beautiful the artwork is on the cards and the minis. The sculpts are gorgeous. But you said it has a D&D mix to it. But when I think of D&D, I think of campaigns, creating a party, hanging out with friends. What's the D&D influence here? Where's that? The character classes, the party dynamics, so like tank DPS healer party tactics. It's fantasy setting world, you know, you got lizard folk and skull-faced villains and pig men, pig orc monsters, you know, so I'd say that it has its roots in classic gaming like you probably recognize from the art style it sort of harkens back to old source books and stuff, because that was always my favorite thing to look at when I was a kid. Is there a campaign? Yeah, yeah, character advancement, rare treasures, adventures that link together, all of that good stuff. The crazy thing is I'm looking at your booth and I see what looks like booster packs, foil packs of cards like you'd see with Magic the Gathering or Pokemon. So what's with the foil packs? The character cards and upgrade cards are easy way for me to introduce new rules as I develop the game. Without publishing a whole new book, I can add a new character, right? Those booster packs are ways for me to add new content to the game within a little $5 pack without having to do a ton of more work. Try to make it as easy to play as possible, but also I have to be careful and strategic about what I can do as a one-man production. What is the player count? Just two players or does it go more? Two player is good, but three and four player is super fun too, so it's easy to set up. Some of my most fun games have been three player games, which is bizarre. I think this is the only war game I've ever had, like awesome three player games. How do we get on this action? Where do we go? Uh, Relicblade.com has everything. On Facebook, there's a great Facebook group, Relicblade Adventure Battle Friends, so that you can plug into the community, see people's painted models and get a taste of the game there. On YouTube, you can see some sweet battle reports on like guerrilla miniature games and a couple other channels have done really great coverage of campaigns for this. What about you yourself? If we want to get in touch with you, should we or should we leave you the hell alone? Uh, yeah, you can get a hold of me. My favorite social media platform is Instagram. I'm a very visual person, so that's Sean Sutter Art. But yeah, Sean at RelicBlade.com if you want to drop me a line, ask me weird questions. Thank you yeah. so much for your time. This is awesome. I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thanks for chatting. No problem. I'm pretty excited about Relic Blade, because if you're like me, 
I look at Warhammer 40k, Warhammer, even some of those other miniature skirmish games, and I think, those look pretty fun, but ay ay ay, the money. But also, I feel with such large armies, such expensive armies, there's this loss of personal identification with single characters. It reminds me of Heroescape, and I love playing Heroescape because it was smaller armies with very identifiable characters. However, with Relic Blade, it's just three, four, maybe five figures, and you get to name them, and you stick with them, and upgrade them. So the way I imagine it is almost like Heroescape with this legacy campaign style of upgrading. <laughs> Cheaper buy-in, oh jeez, oh, my wallet, oh stay away on if you can. But the last thing we're going to do on this episode is we're going to go ahead and have a Knave Tonight submission. I have friends at Kubla Khan, believe it or not. And a couple of those friends are Nick and Yennefer, as I like to call her. So here we go, Nick and Yennefer. Let's hear your Knave Tonight submission. Will it be good enough? Where are we at? What's the name of this place? It's Kubla Khan! Kubla Khan. So and apparently I'm here with some knaves. What are your names? Jennifer. Nick. Jennifer and Nick. And you've listened to the podcast? We have. All the time, man. Every Tuesday night. Well, I don't say that we listen to all of them. Whoa, 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 wait. Why haven't you listened to all of them? Which ones aren't you listening to? Like the first 90. <laughs> <laughs> totally makes sense. I am under the impression that you want to do a Nave Tonight submission, but you're intimidated to send anything in. Why? Because your other Nave Tonight submissions are all so good. Which one stands out as the one who's like, oh my goodness, the bar's too high. I'm forgetting her name, but she had a great story about Gen Con bathrooms. And what was, what was her name? Haley, Haley! Haley Brack! Haley Brack did, just made us raise the bar here, and we're not going to be able to compete. I actually know both of you. You're part of the under-the-table gang, as we call it, here at Kubla Khan. Do you guys remember why we call it the under-the-table gang? Because we were playing where words ish something under the table, right? Well, no, it was, it was because they have skylights here in this hotel where we're playing, and the sun was beating down, and the only way to get shade was to go under the table, because otherwise you were sweating to death trying to play at the table. Which begs the question, what is the catch line explanation of the Tuesday Night Podcast? The games we play on and under the, and around the table? The game, yeah, the stories we tell. The stories we tell, yeah. With your powers combined, you're correct. Yeah, it's the stories we make while playing the games we love on and around under the gaming table. Story time. If you want to be knights, let's hear a story. So, we were having a discussion earlier, you and I, about what the best intro to deck building game is. Right. I said Ascension and you said... Dominion. And I said you're incorrect. And I said not true. I'm right. I'll tell the story behind how I got into games in the first place and it's because of Dominion. We maybe should have mentioned Nick and I are married to each other at this point. Oh la la. Because that way if one of us dies, I'm at the point now where like if he dies I want all of his stuff and vice versa. Pretty much. All, all my board games. All my board games. That's what she wants. <laughs> and the computers. It was a fantastic wedding, right? You invited all of the under the table gang from Kubla Khan and we all had fun, yeah? 
You didn't did. invite Alan. Alan wasn't there. Why didn't you come? Because we didn't invite you. We didn't invite you. Didn't invite our families. Uh, you could have had Captain Chessbeard officiate. I hear he officiates <laughs> weddings. That's a, uh, yeah. He's a, he's a little loud. Hey, you're not offending me, but if he hears us, I don't know what he'll say he's, about it. Look, I haven't met him in person. I've just heard him on the podcast. And he's, he's a little boisterous. He's Apparently a, really good looking, though. Surprisingly. That's what I've heard. Even with the eye patch, he looks so handsome. I think that, that like, adds to it. But what does it look like without the eye patch? It is a vanity eye patch. He sometimes doesn't wear it at all. But anyway, so you get married. We're going back all the way to... All the way to when we first moved in together, six months after we started dating. And this brings us to Dominion Howe. So he was really into board games, wanted me to also enjoy this hobby. He, at the time, was playing a lot of competitive magic, so tried to get me to play magic. That is not an intro game. Dumb idea, dumb idea. (laughs) Then, because one of his other favorite games at the time was Agricola, he was like, let's play this really challenging worker placement game. Competitive solitaire, as I call it. Also, a horrible intro game. But because I'm a good sport, I kept trying things that he kept putting in front of me. And so he finally tried Dominion. And what was the reason? Because it's easy to learn. Yeah, why didn't you try that first? Because I'm dumb. <laughs> He's so married. The work you've done on Nick is incredible. Good job. It took me seven years, but I, I made it into what I wanted. So yeah, he finally tried Dominion. It was the third game we played that I beat you. Sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> At which point I went, this is really fun. That's what it took for me to be like, oh, this is cool, and then keep trying new games together. So that was your gateway game, the gateway... gateway game. It's one of the best intro games, but it's also one of the best intro to deck building games is because my mother, who is not good at board games, like she forgets rules, like she... Can't you have to reteach things again and again and again. Exactly. Like, she has a really hard time, like, paying attention. And What am I supposed to do? Roll the die. Just roll the die, Mom, every time. It, when I hand you the die, that's my way of indicating, roll this. Yes. Yeah. My mom beat us on her, also her third game of Dominion. Which makes me think it is one of the best intro games because you can you can learn the strategy that quickly. And people don't want to play games that they're constantly losing. Whereas, like, anytime I play Ascension with Nick, I lose. Every single time. How many times have you played Ascension? Three times with him? No, no. Like, a lot. Because we play on the app. With Dominion, people who are brand new to it can win. And that's why I think it's one of the best intro to deck building games. I will acquiesce. That is a really good reason for Dominion. The reason I would say Ascension is, Ascension is much more rules light than Dominion. Because in Dominion, you have actions and buys to keep track of. Or in Ascension, it's just whatever money you got, spend. Unlimited actions, unlimited buys. I mean, that's the thing with Dominion is you can decide which cards to play with. And therefore, like, you can make it easier for the group that you're, if you're trying to introduce it. That's actually a really good point, because in Ascension, it's just, which expansions do we play with? Nick, how about you? Do you have a story you want to? I have a story about when we played Pandemic Season 2, and there are no strict spoilers, because I know people care about it, so I will put it up front. He was dead the entire time. I had such a good time playing Pandemic Season 2 that I played it wrong and still had it had a fun time. There's uh, certain goals that you're supposed to actually keep around, and we actually trash one. And it's one that you do all 12 months of the game. 
we played the whole game wrong. The whole game after like the first yeah, we just started, intro mission. We started cheating the third month. Does it punish you? If you don't have this, what's the effect? Or can you not say without plot spoiling? It makes it a lot easier. <laughs> it's, yeah, it makes it easier because we didn't have to do something that you were supposed to do every month of the game, basically. There's a, yeah, there's a goal that we essentially trashed way early that you, you're not supposed to. So we're playing the game wrong, but the point of this is that we still had a really good time playing it. We had a blast. We loved it. I think that really speaks to the power of a friendship that we have with each other, but also the power of board games that if they're well designed and if you're having fun, it doesn't really matter if you're playing it wrong as long as you're enjoying what you play. That's super romantic. What a catch. Yeah, yeah, I got a good one. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. What are we going to do now at Kubla Khan? We're going to play games. We're going to, wait. That one, two, three. We're going to play games. <laughs> That's staying in. Your attempt to get us all to say something at the same time. Such a good fail. It has to stay in. Oh my God. Record my fail. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Anything you want to tell the other knaves, knights, and nobles alike at home before we go? Can we yell finished? You want you want to yell finish? Because yell that's that's what I'm on here for. See, every time I listen to it, I feel like if I was given the opportunity to yell finish, that I would like specifically not. I'd, I'd find other words. I'd be like done, complete, over. So Nick, are you gonna try to get everyone to say finish at the same time? If I do that, you'll just not say it, and then it'll be a fail again. There's only one way to find out, Nick. Right. I'll give you the prompt. This episode is finished. Thank you so much. That was great. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I know I'm alone, a little solo, and that is not in honor or recognition of the Han Solo movie that's out. But on my own, I will decree Nick and Yennefer deserve to be knighted. So... Nick and Yennefer, knaves, approach we nobles and kneel to allow us to honor thee. We, on behalf of all knaves, knights, and nobles alike, applaud thine heroic and knightly contribution to this, the Tuesday Night Podcastle. Allow us to dub thee Dame Yennefer and Sir Nicholas of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Now rise, rise, Sir Nicholas and Dame Yennefer as the newest knights of the Tuesday night gaming table. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is a quick and easy episode. I'm all jet lagged out. I hope you enjoyed. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at PlayTKG. Please write in any comments, questions. Keep them coming. We love them. Podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. And I think with that being said, this episode is... Finito! Finished!
pardon the interruptions, but I have a question for you. Do you like free games? Then come on down to the Tuesday Night Podcast Live Edition at Gen Con, Saturday, 10 o'clock at night. At the time of this recording, we have about 20 tickets left, so get yours while the getting is hot. Mm-hmm. Going to Gen Con? Why don't you leave with some free games just for being a fan of this podcast? We love you, and we want to spread that love all over the place. See you there, suckers!